Hello, everybody. Welcome to PA Turnpod. This is episode number 45. After a little bit of a hiatus, we had a bye week. But um, naturally, the day we go to record everything possible in the sports world has occurred. Um, I am Rob, joined as always by Joel. How are you, sir? I'm hyped. I'm ready. Like, we didn't do no rundown, no silly ad. Straight into the, the nitty-gritty, the meat and potatoes of this episode. This is, I'm, I'm as ready as I've ever been. Um, T minus 90 minutes. There is, uh, there's the so much, come. so much to get to and more news keeps piling in as we, so I, I print the rundown every time I come home before we get going on an episode and it's got as many notes as we can fit on three pages. We usually try to limit it to about three, three physical pages, no rundown, no ads, save us a couple minutes this time around. <laughs> um, plenty of banter, however, because there's so much to get to, but, um, good Lord. I don't even know where to start. The best way to to put an analogy is like the final uh, episode of Euphoria. They just skip the title, the shave off minutes, just go straight yeah. into the episode. This is what we're doing straight into I the saw, episode. I actually saw a TikTok yesterday about how um, in TV shows, you never see people say goodbye when they hang up their phone. Um, it's because they they have to shoot a half hour episode to be about 22 minutes long but they always run long and then cut random things just to cut things out to make yeah. it fit within the time constraints. And I feel like that's what we're doing today. Um, <laughs> there's so much that we have to get to. We're, we're literally a big news story is just going to be pushed to the W's and L's segment because we have to find ways to consolidate time. It is six ten Eastern. The game starts at seven 30 tonight. Uh, ben 10 makes his return to Philly on the bench, which we will, uh, we'll run through some of the Instagram polls and some of the Instagram questions. We appreciate everybody who submitted responses to those. For sure. Um, That'll be towards the end of the show. Yeah. We get in there, but uh, thank you for, for uh, participating. Those yeah. who did. There was an episode we did like maybe a month ago that was, we had like four topics left and we only had about 10 <laughs> minutes left to squeeze them in. So I was just like, yeah, the Chargers did uh, this. And then uh, so the Sixers play the Nets tomorrow. And then and you could hear us kind of fumbling through the papers. I like almost <laughs> threw up all over myself. And um, but we're ready. Um, what is the biggest news story of the day? I feel like there's like five that have happened. <laughs> uh, dude, like, uh, I don't even know where to start. So, I mean, well, ugh. first of all, uh, friend of the show, Jeff Passan, buddy, <laughs> my man got hacked, was <laughs> locked out of Twitter for maybe like an eternity, it felt like on Twitter, <laughs> as baseball was going down with their CBA negotiations oh my God. and gets his account back just in time to break the news. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, we can go in order, but that was for me, that was um, the biggest news. Uh, Jeff Passon <laughs> account hacked on Twitter and then gets it back I, minutes so, before the CBA is agreed upon. So, Jeff.f is what his thing became because <laughs> it, it was hacked by some like dork who makes NFTs. Um, his picture <laughs> turned into like a cartoon kangaroo for a couple hours, and naturally, a couple hours later is when the CBA negotiations came to a, a close. So, Jesse Rogers, Ken Rosenthal. Um, Evan Drellick and um, who's the other guy, the old guy, John Heyman were like the only ones that were sending out uh, tweets. Yeah. Naturally, Passon is the one that breaks it, breaks the silence, deletes all the NFTs on his page, <laughs> gets his page back. What a day for ESPN. <laughs> so the ESPN's in my W's later, but I might have to put him in my L's for having Passon get hacked. Um, little spoiler alert for the W's and L's. But, yeah, right. um, what a day. How so, about you? What was your biggest news? I don't hey, even you know. give a snippet so, of it. Literally, as we were about to start recording, Jason Kelsey resigned with the Eagles. And Let's go. So that just at least it, it seems as though he's going to. But I mean, you got so much going on. So you got I mean Khalil Mack just got traded to the uh, to the Chargers. 
it looks like Kelsey's returning to the Eagles. Um, of course, you got the Simmons thing. He's coming back to uh, to Philly for the first time. Baseball for the foreseeable future is back. Baseball, yeah, for the time being, it appears as yeah. though it's back. Um, COVID turns two today. Um, like, <laughs> let's, let's start right there. <laughs> there's so much going on here. So the rundown that we uh, that we have here, Joel put together last week before uh, we had to postpone the episode. Um, it, it a lot of this still applies, but it's like, will baseball ever come back? What is happening? You had a gripe probably in the making. I'm sure I had one um, <laughs> for baseball. Yeah, the geez, Louise. I so, think I think the rundown had Harden is is Harden uh, to the Sixers <laughs> is three and zero. They're like what four, five, and zero with him now. I think they're four and zero with him and zero uh, and two without him. So I mean, let's just go in order here. So uh, yesterday was March 9th, 2022, which marks the two year anniversary of when Rudy Gobert created COVID nineteen. Um, <laughs> the day that he touched all the microphones. I don't think the NBA shut down at that point yet. No. Uh, March Madness had yet no none of the sports leagues had shut down yet. Um, actually, coincidentally, the final sporting event that happened before COVID completely wiped the earth was actually a Phillies spring training game. Was the only game going on at the time, oh, and wow. naturally, that was uh, Jake Arrieta got hurt that day. So, <laughs> added to the list of things he did here for seventy five million. Um, I wonder at the time when he got hurt, like is this COVID related as well? Wait, speaking of Philly, injured people. Uh, timeout. Fit check. What do you got? Ah, uh, bro. I got the classic, well, the current blue jersey, home jersey, or away jersey. I don't know what, what it is. But I don't even, association edition is what Yeah, the association edition of uh, or icon, Tyrese Maxey, number zero on right now, on top of a long sleeve gray sweatshirt, but I'm good. Otherwise, I had a nice black, almost reminiscent of a Nets color jumpsuit that was provided by the Sixers and it has the Sixers logo. So from the Sixers themselves, shout out to the people's the handle yeah. the merchandise. Very nice. Yeah. How about you? Um, What's the fit check with you? I have my we're both wearing gray though. Technically a throwback, but not really. I can't um, say. <laughs> it is a um I got the gray oh. Phillies in honor of episode number 45. I got the Pedro Martinez Phillies jersey on today. Um that's the, that's the uh, title of the episode. So Pedro Martinez played here in 09. I always wanted a Pedro jersey. I grew up, got grown up money. I bought one from China a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's got the Nike logo on it though. I see. Which is what happened a couple of years. I think two years ago is when they went to Nike. So I have a, a current throwback technically made by 13 year olds in China, but it's Pedro Martinez in honor of the 45th episode on top of the hoodie you bought me for Christmas. So awesome. Comes full circle. And, um, yeah. uh, pants of choice khakis were minus 2,500. So, uh, oh, khakis today is always that was a lock. Yeah. <laughs> Especially I don't think I've worked day. <laughs> I, I jokingly put on, we went on a date last Friday and I jokingly put on jeans for about three seconds. He was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just checking to see if I got a reaction out of you. <laughs> um, but uh, great. Um, number one, jeans are the most uncomfortable pants you could possibly wear. Stretch. I know you haven't worn jeans Ooh. in like a few years, but they have stretchy material. Oh, they have stretchy khakis. Yeah. Ah, that's true. I, I look sexy in these. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, folks, it's been two weeks. This is going to be 14 <laughs> hours long. It's going to be so a buckle up. We're going to be doing pre and post game on one episode. I've at any point you hear silence, it's because we cut it off because we ran over time <laughs> and we're trying to watch every single second of this coverage. <laughs> like, there's, I'm talking about there's over under props as we speak on how many times they're going to show Ben Simmons, single cam and hard cam, the booze, the reactions. Is something going to get launched at his head? I mean, we have it all covered here later on the episode. Wow. 
right. Um, what were you though? Um, so I was going to ask. Happened though. Um, I was actually so when they so I don't know where I was when Gobert touched all the microphones, then like kissed Donovan Mitchell's head or whatever. Um, but I know I was at. We went to Buffalo Wild Wings that night. Mm-hmm. A couple hours prior to when they canceled all the, I think the conference tournaments that had been going on for college basketball, that was like the only thing on TV. Yeah. Baseball may have been continued. I think that might have baseball. It, it was like a night, it was nighttime. So I don't think there was any baseball going on anyway. So all the spring games happened at like one in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, it was definitely in March. Well, obviously yeah. March 9th. There were some, um, mm-hmm. some NBA games going on, but I was at Buffalo Wild Wings and then we got home to her parents' house. And yeah. I believe, Maybe like an hour later is when they started talking about how Rudy Gobert was uh was sick or was positive, and then they they uh was it what was the word suspended the NBA season I think, and then baseball followed suit like maybe a day later. Hockey I think followed suit with like within hours, and uh, well football wasn't doing anything anyway, but they canceled the NCAA tournament a few days later. But I was at a March Madness, everything. Yeah, I was at the old lady's parents' house. Where were you? Uh, I believe I was home. And it was probably when the news broke for me, it was like later, like around this time, 6 p.m. Yeah, it was like I remember it was just coverage everywhere because it was at a game. There was a game scheduled on ESPN or TNT. Yeah, yeah it was and the then jazz. all of a sudden, boom. It was just like it was eerie. Yeah, I think it was jazz and Mavericks. It felt like someone like had died or there was like some kind of incident at the like, stadium. Like, like a just, 9-11 type of thing where they, yeah, they would just like say, yeah. hey, we're done. Yeah, and it was like it was weird. Then the other games around the country that were around this time mm-hmm. were canceling one by one, one by one. Next thing you know, the league shut down. They were the first to do it. Then every yep. other sport, including the UFC, they shut down for a bit. They the were UFC gonna, were the first they, ones to come back. They wanted to go anyway. They wanted to go to like a like an island or something, right? They did. They went. They uh, did Abu Dhabi. I was at so it actually became a thing. I know that at one point yeah. Dana wanted to just go like seclude everybody. He did just do things over there, but uh, um, Abu Dhabi stepped up and was like, "Hey, if you give us money, obviously we'll make a partnership and you yeah. can bring the fights here." Good for them. But yeah, but yeah, I so, think it was uh, home and it was just eerie seeing all the notifications and then yeah, it was Rudy Gobert. And then they, obviously the infamous yeah. videos of him touching the mics and then kissing Donovan now, Mitchell on the head. Now, in hindsight, obviously, I understand. So it, at the, in the moment, I understand it. We need to. I think we need to decriminalize uh, Rudy Gobert's a- a- actions that night. Because we wound up finding out a few months later that, you know, this, not to get, you know, we're not the science pod all or anything. And I mentioned this on a previous pod. We did. Because <laughs> I, I was actually listening to it the other day, uh, this morning, actually. Um, we later found out that, you know, this virus doesn't really live on services. And uh, Rudy could not have gotten anybody sick from, you know, touching microphones. Uh, we need to stop pretending Rudy Gobert was the first person to ever get this illness. Because I guarantee you somebody in the organization or somebody in the room had it before he did. So let's... I understand he was kind of careless and he eventually apologized, but Donovan Mitchell being a little baby about it, everybody else, we got to stop pretending Rudy Gobert was like this. He was patient zero. Although yeah, it's a great nickname, <laughs> considering a zero offensive game as well. Um, and a victim of uh, Joel Embiid. All right, let's... Uh, all right, man. What do we got? All right, let's start off with the, the sports news and notes real quick. Uh, recently, LeBron James has been in the news and the Lakers, obviously, for their... I think they're currently at ninth in the West. Yeah. Pretty much like do not resuscitate. They're yeah. pretty much dead in the water. Yeah. But you never know. I believe ninth shit. place, uh, ninth place in either conference is the Nets and the Lakers right now, I think. Uh, oh, uh, I'm Nets sorry. Eight. Brooklyn's eight. I'm sorry. They're, yeah. they're a game. Uh, two. Oh, okay. They're two and a half ahead. Okay. They won the other night, I guess. Yeah. Sorry. Um, 
what you call it? Was it? Lakers are uh, in ninth place. They just blew the game to the Rockets last night, correct? Yes. And my boy put a ticket on a massive parlay, and I told him, dude, the Rockets are going to win this game. Like, don't sleep on them. Like, oh, they're, they're the freaking Rockets. X, Y, Z, blah, blah. Don't t- I'm telling you. And guess what? It happened. Um, here's the thing I want to talk about. I want to zone in on this. Yep. LeBron James pulled a Ben Simmons-like, and we'll get to Ben <laughs> Simmons. And also, maybe I have been saying Ben Simmons. Let's see if you will say his full name. I think throughout this episode we, do, we may have a development as we approach the end of the episode it's fitting because this whole day has been developing story it, after it's one fitting as well because we so before we i'll get to it later actually i'll i'll, <laughs> I'll group the two things and i'll make a note of my paper here among the other 50 notes <laughs> all right um lebron james near the end of regulation had eric gordon on him one-on-one at the top of the key driving in and he gets basically passive with ease tie game i think it's 120 all in the fourth with seconds to go, he's literally under the basket. Instead of doing a layup or a reverse jam dunk, he kicks it out to Mello out on the wing for a long two, and Mello bricks it, basically. Yeah. And that's how regulation ends. The one shot Mello can be trusted to hit, by the way, a long two. <laughs> yes, yes, he can. But you're the king. You're the self, you know, people have you as number one, number two, arguably at the top as a GOAT yeah. in the NBA. Like, you, you got to make that shot. It's like a Ben Simmons situation in the playoffs against the Hawks. You know the basket with who was it? The guard. Oh fuck. I'm not gonna know. Eric Gordon, maybe I'm not no. gonna know off the top of my head. The Atlanta guard, whatever. Um, the guy who shoots threes with the hair. Uh, Schroeder? No, no, no. no Schroeder. Fuck. Oh, you're talking about the uh, when Sim? Oh, Trey Young. Trey Young. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the LeBron. I don't know who was guarding nah. LeBron. No, it was Eric Gordon. That was. Oh, uh, was LeBron. it? Okay. Which is even more of a crime. Who's right like there. also like six four, so like LeBron should eat him and then dunk, eat him alive, and get an N one. So yeah, like just like Ben Simmons should have just easy layup with Trey Young on him. You already had beaten Eric Gordon from the top of the key, driving in tie game, a reverse dunk, or a layup, win the game. No, cook it out. My question is, is this signs of LeBron? I mean, I'm sure he was tired, and he is tired. He's been putting in minutes. My question is, should the Lakers sit him for the rest of the season? Or preserve him for some certain games because you're really not, not doing him any favors. And he clearly is kind of mentally checking out here and there. He lost to the Rockets. Yeah. And then you go to an overtime and you score what, like 10 points? And the Rockets, yeah, well, they, they were down, they were down 130 to 120 at one point in the overtime. Now, I do have a question. So, uh, was it also the Rockets that they played against when LeBron passed up the shot? And I think it was either Mellow or Westbrook took the three at the, at the end of the game to try to either win it or tie it. It was like a week ago. Really? Oh, I'm almost funny. positive LeBron was double teamed and he passed out of it. And Mello missed a three or Westbrook missed a three. Um, I, I do think I think I would keep playing him. I think as, the Lakers need to make the playoffs. It's, it's part of their brand. They can't go two out of four seasons with LeBron missing the playoffs. I mean, LeBron, when he was in Cleveland the first time, made the playoffs almost every year. Then he made them all four with the, uh, the Heat, went to the finals all four times. Then he went to the finals all four times he was in Cleveland. For him to have two out of four um, disappointing, well, really three out of four disappointing seasons in LA is bad for his brand and bad for the Lakers. Um, I would keep trying to win. They still think they have a chance, but this really lends itself to the um, the lack of you know awareness when they constructed that roster. Um, I mean, you know, it, the, yeah, go ahead. the Westbrook trade is one of the worst trades I've ever seen. Not not just because they brought in a terrible player. But also, I mean, KCP's having a decent year. Harrell had a decent year, and now he's on um, Charlotte. And Kuzma is, like, thriving as a good stats, bad team guy. 
Um, and he was actually, I, I said it again a few weeks ago, he was really good when they won the title a couple of years ago. So He I mean, was. And Westbrook has been nothing for the Lakers. Did you see the missed layup last night? No, I didn't see anything. Another situation, LeBron was underneath the net, passed it no. to Westbrook. Westbrook had nobody on him, and he bricked, He just smoked the layup. LeBron was just like, just like the body language was. It's not all there. The, the meter was tanging the other way. There's um, no energy on that team. No, there's no there's no drive on that team. I mean, like, they're going to, if they haven't already, they're going to fire the coach. They're going to blame the coach because it's his Vogel's fault. Escaped, it's always, if Vogel's going to go next year to the Knicks and probably do great. Um or wherever, send him to another. Who else is disappointing? That I don't know. I don't know. Does he get a job immediately? I mean, this kind of like oh, yeah. hurts his stock. He absolutely you know? should. Yeah, I I honestly would rather have him here than than Glenn Rivers. Um, I mean, true. I could or see he him could go, be an assistant. I could see them making uh, Steve Nash the scapegoat in Brooklyn as well. Um, could be anywhere. Um, eh, maybe Budenholzer gets exposed for being a regular season coach, and they uh, <laughs> hey, fire man. him. He has a ring as well. Yeah, whatever. Eh. So does. Bobby Portis. Um, <laughs> but I think that this this is really more about the uh, construction of that team. I, that's I mean, his doing. That's yeah, his it, doing. It does have a lot to do with him, but I thought it was hilarious that the um, that they wanted to trade Westbrook for John Wall when that was kind of how Westbrook started moving around in the first place. Um, and the thing is, it was proposed to the Lakers yeah. that they would you know, get John Wall and they turned them down. Do you remember the wording? It was if LeBron deems John Wall a, f- a better fit than Westbrook. Oh, Jesus, I mean, geez, was that? Joel, a, an actual wall would be a better fit on that team than Westbrook. Now, now, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> now, last night, Russell Westbrook did ball out. He did have, he did put, what, 30? Did he he, I, I didn't see, I only saw the one play and then the final score. I didn't see much of the game. Well, he was leading score. He balled out for the Lakers against his old team. Yep. I saw a TikTok. That oh, yeah, was, I saw the same one. I, they're going to know you're going. It was like almost a starting five of X Rockets on the Lakers. Yeah, and they got it was uh, Mello, um, Dwight, Mello, Dwight, Trevor Carmelo, Ariza, uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Bradley Avery. Oh, yeah, um, Bradley, and then uh, there was another guy. I think his name was like Mason Jones or something. Something. Or like maybe, maybe it's this guy. Uh, there's another guy. I forget. Oh, DJ Augustine. Augustine. That's what it was. And uh, there was another guy on the Lakers who used to be, I, th- I forget. I think it was something Jones. Basically everyone uh, oh, but yeah. LeBron. Mason Jones. Mason Jones used to play for the Rockets last year. He's actually, he was a six or two years ago. Um, that was crazy. But he was on the, the Lakers last year. I'm sorry, the Rockets last year. It feels like everyone has played for the Sixers at one point. Well, now that they've gotten DeAndre <laughs> Jordan, I think everybody actually has. <laughs> There's only like three guys left in the league that haven't been Sixers. And like, it's Durant. LeBron, I mean, Christ James Harden's a sixer, Jesus which we have not talked about since he got here, but yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, oh, you, last thing, yes, and before we uh get on the last one, remember there was a crazy time during the period of you know Ben Simmons like not playing that he should go to the Lakers, but because of their salary cap, it wasn't yeah. doable. Imagine yeah. if he was still on that team, they would still go nowhere. I, I honestly think he's gonna end up forcing his way there anyway. Um, I think he's destined to make his way to the West Coast. If he wants to be on the West Coast and not play for the Lakers, he'll be a clipper. Um, They'll find a way to fit him. I don't think he – he's not destined to be in a Northeast city. He's not built for Philly, New York, Boston. Um, He's going to make his way – honestly, the best place to send him was Brooklyn because he's going to be right in the spotlight um, to kind of get back at him. But I think he he winds up with a team like Sacramento or, you know, one of those like crappier, maybe Portland, like a team that there's no pressure on. Dame does want him, but I think he wants to be on a. Uh, uh, you know, I think he wants to be on in LA. He wants to be the next Cali. 
Yeah, he must be the next LeBron. The only thing he has in common with LeBron is that he forced his way out of a city. <laughs> and he's a and he's a jump. Except he didn't leave a legacy or cipher. Dude, tonight's gonna be a war zone. I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And last thing on the Lakers, and we can just wrap it up. Um, do you think that the Lakers should uh think about trading him in the offseason so- or just deal with Russell, deal with Anthony day-to-day Davis, and just reload all over again. I have a couple thoughts on this. Uh, the first one is that Shaq said if you trade LeBron, you'll never win. Yes. Keeping LeBron, they're not going to win. So, I mean, yeah. I, if he's okay with leaving, uh, you can probably get a good haul for him. You'll probably get draft picks and things like that. You may be able to even offload Westbrook's contract with him, and then you can either build around Davis or maybe trade Davis. I think the best place to send Anthony Davis is either Chicago or Memphis if they want to do that. LeBron send him Ooh. virtually anywhere. Um, Cleveland, well, Cleveland, anywhere that Bronny's going. Remember that. Well, supposedly, Bronny's not better than a, no better than a second round pick anyway. So anybody in the middle to late first round can take him and reach and grab him. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is Jay Williams put his foot in his mouth this morning. Apparently, on a first take, my mom texted me about this. Well, let me see. Jay Williams. Some of them. He's a moron. He said that because LeBron passed that ball last night, he can't be considered the goat anymore. I which I think is this. the most foolish argument. And Probably the dumbest thing Jay Williams has ever said, which is says a lot. I'll piggyback on that because your mom left out another key thing. Did she? <laughs> I think at the very end of that segment, I saw it on the YouTube clips that he says, I don't think he can consider him as the goat anymore. And they kind of just like shot away and he was basically bowing down to Stephen A. Like, ah, I, I don't think he's the goat. Like, the only, the only the goat, goat in this whole scenario was whatever motorcycle Jay Williams crashed to get oh his ass out of the goodness. NBA because um, that dude's a moron. And that's it for our show. Everybody tune in next week. We've been, we've been canceled. <laughs> oh, he'll come after you on social media. Uh, whatever. He can block me too, just like Jalen Rose did. <laughs> oh, um, I think they should think about trading him. Like, just cut your losses. Like, yeah. he got you a ring. He got you a chip. And it's obvious he doesn't want to be there long term. Yeah. Longer term. I mean, his, his it seems like he's almost like a congressman. He gets four or president. He gets four years in a city and then goes away. I just feel bad for the next team that gets LeBron because they're going to get you're going to all the people that you have there not going to be there in a year's so, time. In a way, I don't want to get too sidetracked. But when he was rumored to come to Philly and I guess they, they gutted the team anyhow to get Butler and Harris, you, you could that summer they had a really good sit day, plenty of draft picks. They, they still had tradable contracts with Covington, McConnell, uh, Sarge. They would have traded Covington and they would have traded Dario for, I don't know, 38 year old Tyson Chandler. They would have traded all the draft picks and Landry Shamet. They would have got brought in Trevor Ariza, and the starting five would have been Simmons, LeBron, Embiid, uh, Trevor Ariza, and like a statue. And they still would have gotten the second seed in the East and then fall, fallen apart in the playoffs. So I'm glad he didn't come here because he would have gutted that team, and I would have hated That's it. And awesome. they they might have Russell Westbrook right now if not for LeBron not actually having a real meeting with the Sixers. That would have sucked. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, real quick, who's the best team in the NFL? In the in the East, it's like it feels like day to day. There's someone else. Yeah. Even though I, Chicago, no, Miami's at the top. Mm-hmm. At any given moment, anybody so, can be the best team. I think it's four teams. I think it's Philly, Miami, Chicago, and Brooklyn. Brooklyn might be the most talented. I think Philly right now is firing on all cylinders. Chicago is like fine, but they have they've only got one win. I think against any of the top three teams in both conferences. Uh-huh. Miami, I think until a good team beats them, is probably still number one because they. I know they beat a beat up Sixers team the other night. And they didn't necessarily blow him out, even though Harden was out and Tobias was there in spirit. But I think Miami, mm-hmm. until further notice, is still technically the best team in these. I don't believe in them in the playoffs. 
because you need shot makers and Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson are going to be your crunch time, you know, ball handlers. Jimmy Butler shooting 19% on threes this year is not going to cut it. And they were a fake good team two years ago in the bubble anyway. So <laughs> I think if if you had to, if you were holding me by my ankles off of a building and said, pick the best team in the East, I would say Philly. Uh, but I think Brooklyn right now is still the most talented. Just, I don't know if they're ever going to be able to put it together this year. Okay. So you named the number one team. In Miami, is it Miami? Yeah. You need the number three team, the Sixers. You need the number four team, Chicago, and you need the number eighteen in Brooklyn. Number two is gonna be. You missed Milwaukee clearly. Uh well, Milwaukee. So Milwaukee is so nowhere. They're kind of they're sleepwalking right now. I mean, Boston right now looks Boston's really good too. Five. They beat the Bucks last week, didn't they? And they yes. uh, they beat um, they well they lost to the to the Nets, didn't they? The Nets without Kyrie and Ky- and um the other guy uh, Durant. Uh, let me see. I'm trying. I know the Bucks. The Bucks lost to the Nets. Uh, not the, call it. The, the Nets beat the Bucks without anybody in the lineup. Celtics have beaten everybody recently, yeah, and uh, Tatum's been going for forty a night the last week or so. I think it's still not a four game win streak though. Um, in the last twenty games, the two teams with the worst records in the entire NBA in the last twenty games are the Nets and the Rockets. So, Jeez. the Nets right now don't look very good. Um, Speaking of the Nets, uh, what do you think? Tatum went for 54 on the Nets. 54 on my bench in fantasy, by the way. Jesus Christ. Um, and Tatum also, has had like 100 points in his last two games. He's been on the bench the entire time by fantasy team. Also, let's not sleep on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, we saw them live. Did we see yeah, them live? I don't think so. We saw, um, who did we see? We it, saw felt like it, live. Live. <laughs> it felt like it was live. It felt like it was live. We'll do it live. Darius Garland, though. My goodness. He's an excellent player. And Sexton's hurt, isn't he? Yes, and we yeah, could have gotten him. Remember that package? Yeah, Jared Allen's been playing well this year, too. Yeah, would have been nice to have Who him. Who do you think backup. is the best team in the East? Miami. They're just so. loaded. I think it's someone beats them. Yeah, I need to see them lose before I decide they're not. Because, like you said, Milwaukee's kind of sleepwalking, but they're not yeah. because Giannis doesn't sleepwalk. Everybody else on that team feels like they sleepwalk. He yeah. goes in and out. He's the only one on the all-star game or all-star weekend that goes full 100%. Yeah. Everybody is going through their motions like the NFL Pro Bowl. This is nonsense. He's a very marketable star. It's just you can't – it's tough to pronounce his name, but his first name is very easy to say. Are the Chicago Bulls pretenders at yes. this point? Yes. They they're. Are, I believe they're 1-14 against teams in the top three in both conferences. So six they're 0-14. Oh, they are? Because <laughs> I know the Heat and the Sixers are 7-0 and combined against them. Yes. And um, who's the other team? Uh, Cleveland's beat them three times also. It's bad. So, I think Toronto's slipping in there. Toronto is, I think, Toronto and uh, so I think Chicago, Toronto, and Cleveland are all a year away. Cleveland might be a year away from being a year away because I don't know if they're going to land a big fish this offseason, but when LeBron goes back mm-hmm. two offseasons from now, I think that's when um, they might be ready to strike. I mean, it's it's a f- exciting time for the East. The East is back. I mean, it just, any given, that playoff bracket is going to be insane. Even if Brooklyn sneaks in there, oh yeah, one and eight, my goodness! Especially when on the road games with Kyrie and possibly BS Ben Ten, Ben Simmons is there. We'll see how that dynamic unfolds as yeah. they basically learn how to play with each other during the playoffs. Will be fascinating to watch. I really think that uh, the NBA is lining up for either a first or second round matchup between Philly and Brooklyn. Oh yeah, and I yeah. think it'll be Philly, and I think honestly you're going to see Philly Brooklyn in the first round. And I think there's a chance you get, you know, Milwaukee and Boston in the first round as well, which would also be pretty good. That, that would be that would be insane. Um, um, next one. Yes. Who's the real MVP? Um, right now Benton. it's Embiid. 
Stop uh, telling stop telling me it's Jokic. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing people talk about this Matt Geiger lookalike as the uh as the MVP. I'm tired of everybody saying that the Nuggets are slept on. Jokic is not talked about enough. He just won MVP and he's on like the top two team in the West. So yes. he had his moment. He can go eat donuts, him and his cool brothers. He can go <laughs> six-man tag against the Morris twins. Um he's putting up these big numbers. He's basically double and triple doubles nightly on a consistent basis. I'm not saying he should MB's be the MVP. Time. Yeah. But if there's a case that if he continues this, because we've seen Embiid falter off unfortunately yeah. or god forbid an injury and the last week or so he looks tired so yeah so i can see it but um this lineup feels like it's Jokic and and bead but it feels like when Giannis goes off boom john moran is just lighting up the storm and the last time we spoke in between that the goat alan iverson basically signed him off like pass pass the torch og um, but here's the lineups. Embiid currently at minus 125. Jokic plus 145. Giannis plus 750. Morant 2700. DeRozan doesn't get any much talk, but the Bulls are been slipping lately. They he's a uh, plus 3300. Luca is in this conversation for whatever reason. Plus 4900. Yeah, he, he, well, the, the Mavericks have been really good. <laughs> yeah, but 4900. Yeah. If anything, get closer than that. Yeah, well, he's not, he, still he won't win it. DeRozan's got a good case, but I don't think he'll get it. Steph is there. At Plus fifty five hundred for whatever reason. At one point, he was the odds on favorite. He was until Embiid went on that like two week stretch. And then I went down the list to look for one particular person, and that is one Kevin Durant. He's back, healthy, for right now. Can he put this team on his back and carry them not only into the eighth seed, but possibly the sixth seed, swapping him with uh, the Bulls? And does he get a case for MVP? Because when he was before he was out, he was the MVP favorite. He goes out, this team just implodes on itself. Harden doesn't want to be there, and it's left in his absence. He got Simmons. Plus 13,000, 13, excuse me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he will, but, I mean, he certainly can. Crazy. We saw it last year. He played his uh, he played his behind off in that series against uh, Milwaukee. Game seven was an unreal performance from him um, yeah. with Harden out there basically on one leg. That was just, like, the perfect example of, like, everybody just like had gave everything. And I think the the was it game six overtime or game seven overtime against Milwaukee. There was like maybe six. like eight points scored. Yeah. It was just like every shot was short. It was, it was an amazing performance. So if anybody can do it, it's him because he yeah. dragged that stupid uh, Nets team last year through the playoffs. Basically. Um, Next topic. I like to take the range on this one because this one surprised me. 1000%. Yeah. So first of all, um, Andrew Bogut, Apparently has some sources. Um, there are some Bradley Beal rumors that have come out the last few days. Um, yeah. Andrew Bogut was on somebody's podcast or radio show, and he said, according to his sources, which I don't <laughs> even know, uh, Bradley Beal would like to come to Philadelphia this offseason and join Joel Embiid and James Harden to form a big three. Um, would you want that? And I'll get. To, I'll ask the second question once I hear. I don't want that. Me, I actually, I, I don't either. Now, the thought behind it is it'll probably take Tobias plus some other stuff to get him here. I'm really not interested in parting ways with anybody of any importance. I don't, I don't, Danny Green, can, probably the closest. I, I can dump Isaiah Joe. I'm cool with dumping, you know, even Shake Milton because you're kind of Charlie just upgrading Brown. him. But I'm not interested in moving Thibel. Corkmaz? No Paul Reed. I'd rather just hold on to Corkmaz, to be honest with you, because Bradley Beal plays no defense. And 
Harden in the regular season is an underrated defender, but still doesn't play as, not, as much defense. Yeah. Sixers are going to have to win games 150 to 140 next year if they get Bradley Beal. <laughs> I think, honestly, I still believe in my formula of two stars and a bunch of good role players. I'd rather them spend their money wisely this offseason. If you can dump Tobias, maybe to Houston, bring back Eric Gordon, and then, you know, use a, use your, um, uh, what's it called? Trade exception. Assets. Yeah. Cause you're going to get a trade exception from that for dumping more salary to get less. Yeah. Find that trade for God knows who get Trevor, get guys in here that can make threes and just be good bench players. Um, bring in a good backup point guard, maybe sign Malik Monk this off season. Like there are things you can do. Oh, you don't want to kick Cuddy on the sixer? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to dump all my money into three guys. I want to dump my money into two guys and then good players to surround them with. Bring Drummond back on whatever the contract he wants and bring Curry back. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> undo, the, undo the mess that you did, Maury. You basically get back all the parts you wanted. <laughs> um, no, we're on the same page, 1,000%. Um, yeah. Why I shook my head with the Malik Monk is I would like Malik Monk, but there's no way the Lakers are parting ways with, with him. He's been their he's been their second best player. I thought the same him. thing about Quinn Cook. Is Quinn Cook was there for about a year and he was solid, and then they just let him go, and now he's blowing it up in the G League. I'm saying, I mean, he wasn't as good there. Monk has been phenomenal for them, though. I don't, phenomenal. I don't believe they should let him go. That's what I'm saying. But if they do, more than welcome. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. I would more focus on a bench. Uh, maybe give, I don't know, maybe Maxi a, a little bit of bump. He's been yeah. balling out. All season, he's been balling out. He's been the point guard. Harden comes in. He's been balling out even better. And the crazy thing is that infamous timeout moment where Harden walked up to Maxi. He basically told him, did you come here to play? And then Maxi yeah. exploded for like 20. Yeah. See, what I want to do is it, ideally we'll get to this later on um, in, in the, you know, maybe in the offseason is I want to dump Tobias, but I don't want to dump him for another big contract. Uh, exactly. I want to dump him for whatever I if, if I have to attach somebody to him, I'm going to send Isaiah Joe with him or Paul Reed or whatever. I want to go to the discount store and buy myself some role players. I'm not interested in buying a big fish. I want, you know, I want the starting five to be the two stars, Maxi, and the two guys that can shoot, like Niang types off the bench. Maybe a little bit not as slow, but um, like mm -hmm. like that caliber of guy that you're going to sign for maybe five or less million, and then get production out of off the bench. Like, I don't want to go big. You know, shopping for a big fish. I want to just buy yeah. me some role players. Oh, for sure. Um, especially yeah, when, I mean, bring a Morris twin in here, bring Drummond back, bring a, find, bring find a whatever, back. find a couple wings that can dribble and go from there. And play, play ah, and have people who can play defense, somewhat yeah. defense, any kind of defense, especially anything that resembles three and D. I mean, Covington's been around the league a hundred times now. Why not just bring him back? Yeah, right. Bring in Sarge, bring in Kent um, Bazemore. Like, I'm cool with uh, any of these random role guys. Um, I'm thinking, as you were talking about that, do you want to line up like the Bucks, where it's Giannis is the focal point? You have Holiday. Because, I mean, Middleton is considered part of the big three, I guess, Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis. But it's but, an obvious one, and then it's like two, Exactly. Three. And then you have supporting to rest, to fill in the starting five, and then a bench like Bobby Portis and so on. Yeah. Grayson Allen, I believe, is on that team. I kind of like wanna, the way they're constructed, to be honest with you, the Bucks. Or do you, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Or do you want to do something where... Golden State, where you have two legitimate stars in the Splash Brothers. Draymond is an all-utility player. He plays great defense. And yeah. then you have supporting cast around him. And I don't think they even have a bench, per se. But they I mean, have, they, like, they, an auto porter. kind of do, yeah. A glove junior. Yeah. Or the mitten. Last one, the mitten. 
That's he hates one. that. I think he hates that nickname, though. I would hate it too. The man. James Wiseman's coming back, by the way. He's in the G League right now. That's, I like that. Or do you want to do Miami, where you get... Where you have a fake superstar and then a, an overrated You don't have big. a big three. You don't have a big three, but you have solid players who are all on the same mission, and you have a deep bench, and you have yeah. a clear favorite in the number six player, six man in uh, Tyler Hero, who can yeah. lights out shoot. Uh, I don't think the the Eagles. Uh, I don't think the I don't think the Sixers have a guy with the ego of Jimmy Butler. Butler only works there because he pretends he's the big guy there, and he's surrounded by guys that are more than willing to defer to him. Yeah, I like the way Miami is constructed. I would prefer to have it more like how the Rockets were constructed a couple of years ago with Chris Paul and James Harden. Yeah, and kind of how the, the Milwaukee is different because they have three guys, but I want it more like that where you have where it, it there it's Indeed. one. Then a step off in two, three. Here it's one and two, and then a step off, then three, then a big drop off in four, five. Yeah. I would kind of prefer it keeping Embiid, Harden, and Maxi as your three main guys and then kind of filling out the periphery. Exactly. Whether Tobias is here next year or not, I don't think he fits the scheme, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Hell, I would bring in Bobon as a backup center. Something. Give me something. Oh, uh, well, he was fucking dreadful here two year, three years ago. Well, I mean, he got he got played off the court in that Toronto series. <laughs> I'm not I'm I'm not sold on DeAndre Jordan as my backup five though. He's just a bigger Dwight Howard. I would digress. <laughs> but yeah, like we're on the same page. A bit and arguably I would say we already have a big three. Maxie's your third. He's been lights out, perfect. And Tobias Harris is it's an expensive guy who just gives you garbage points at the end of the game. Yeah. He's not really doing much. You could tell they were playing through him in that one game. Oh, yeah. um, it, was, it was dreadful to see. Yeah, the, uh, the next game that that at the end of that game because they really wanted to get him going. But I, I don't, I'm, I believe it or not, I'm really not interested in Bradley Beal. Me neither. Um, um what we got next. Uh, all right, let's just jump right into the NFL as well. Unless you have any anything else you want to throw it. So we'll get to the Sixers in a little bit. This is more of our just our roundup. But, um, um, for the NFL, we should just do like a, a fire off round. Yeah, because we'll, we'll we'll elaborate on these as we move forward. Uh, the sure. Packers are keeping Aaron Rodgers. Some cryptic tweets on his behalf, as he still doesn't know if he um what the con- we don't know what the terms of the actual contract are, if there is one. Two hundred um, million. Kyler Murray <laughs> stays in Arizona. So does Cliff Kingsbury. So I'll eat my words on that. Yeah. Um, Seattle is <laughs> for now. For yeah, now, <laughs> Seattle's having a fire sale. They they released Bobby Wagner. Um, they traded Russell um, Russell Wilson to the Broncos for a bunch of guys. They got Drew Locke. Um, Shelby Harris, the defensive lineman, and the tight end Noah Fant kind of like the trade for both sides. How about you? And, uh, I'm sorry, a couple draft picks as well. I like it. It's a change of scenery for for both. Drew Lock. Yeah, it's a win win. Shake. Drew Lock has you know a decent arm. I think they can work with him in that offense. Um, big loser in this is going to be DK Metcalf, however, because he's going to be due for a payday soon. He's now got you know you know great value quarterback throwing him the ball. Um, or he gets I, he gets also tr- released. Or I think he will too. Yeah, Lockett maybe. I love Noah Fant. I think he, he he showed very little in the NFL so far, but he was fantastic in college. Um, I think he honestly has potential to be a uh, a top five tight end receiving wise. Um, the Colts trade Carson Wentz to the <laughs> Commanders, um, making his return to Washington D.C. for the first time since January sixth, two thousand twenty one. Um, Joel was deceased yesterday. On hearing that one, I had to get resuscitated um, twice at work. How do you feel about this trade? It's another one of these snap count tracker trades where, um, so it was Wentz in a second round pick in exchange for a second round pick, and I think a third round pick that can become a second round pick. It's confusing, convoluted. Who wins, who loses? Do you like it at all? 
Uh, they both win. I mean, I think it's yeah, it's another one because Colts get the stink because there's no way you can recover yeah. out, of, and, out and, of a season you had and then you lose it on the road yeah. to Jacksonville. There's no way to recover. He can go and, to the playoffs next year. It won't take away what you did. Get away and they dumped him. his contract, which exactly. is important. Um, and then for the Commanders, you know, new team name, new logo, all this malarkey. You got a new quarterback, Brandon. You've seen him already. So you have tape on him, but so as the other team, which is a kind of a mistake in signing him, but you know the potential and you saw him at his best form when he was with the Eagles in his first two seasons. So if you can kind of get that out of him, great. But just like Ben Simmons, I don't think Carson Wentz is built for the Northeast. I don't think so either. It's going to be a weird fit with him and Ron Rivera. Um, Weather-wise, he's perfect because North Dakota and whatnot. But yeah, other than he's, that, he's going to have to drive a little bit to go hunt things, though. Um, yeah, I do think um, it's interesting because now he plays the Eagles twice this year, and he goes to Indy this year because the NFC East plays the AFC South. So he goes to Indy, and he has to play against um, Frank Wright. Yeah, he plays I mean, against. Uh, uh, he plays Eagles. Jacksonville as well. He plays Doug Peterson because <laughs> that division plays this division. So, oh, I love it. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. I see his exes. <laughs> yeah. A poor soul. Um, Khalil Mack? Khalil Mack traded to the Chargers. This happened moments before we started recording. Unbelievable. Uh, in exchange for some draft pick compensation, the Chargers are going to eat the entire contract. Um, him and Joey Bofa, are they now the best one-two punch of edge rushers in the entire NFL? I would say so. I think that's a loaded question. He's, At Mack the moment, still has some left, right? Yeah. I mean, that's if Von Miller stays with yeah. uh, the Rams, but he's been flirting. He wants to go thing. back. I think he goes back to Denver as well. So Von Miller is going to allow the Rams to be the first team he negotiates with. I ultimately think he probably stays, but I wouldn't be shocked if he goes back. Same. Uh, Philly's just tweeted. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh, Middleton putting out uh, owner speak. Uh, it took longer than expected. Uh, blah, blah, blah. All right. So the Flyers are expected to trade Claude Giroux. He's uh, currently, well, I don't think it's nine games away. Anymore, he's like four or five games away from being uh, at a thousand games in the NFL. Uh, uh, the NHL. Yeah, so March seventeenth, which is actually the beginning of March Madness as well, mm-hmm. um, he would he would be at a thousand games in the NHL all as a flyer. They host the Predators that day, and it's four days before the trading deadline. Do you think that he will get traded between then and the deadline once he'll they get, hit that thousand game plateau? Yeah, he'll get traded once he hits the one thousand. I think that's something yeah. that both both of them want. You know. Yeah. To send him off, like, why would it's, you stop at nine ninety nine? Yeah, it's a nice feel good story. They also, by the way, just signed Rasmus for Stalina to a five year deal. I did 20, see that twenty five point five million dollars. He sucks. Oh, that's that was just that's my next question. There's no Is reason worth I have, the money. I'll bring it up in a second, but uh, supposedly the Capitals have been tied to Claude Giroux. The main teams we've heard are, I believe, Minnesota, Colorado is number one team, and I forget who the third team was. There was a third Western Conference team that was brought up, but I think it's mainly those two. Um, don't sleep on the Kings. Every flyer goes to LA anyway, but um, <laughs> especially the Capitals want Giroux, which would make me feel kind of cool because I, I I do enjoy rooting for Ovechkin, and I think Giroux feeding Ovechkin on the power play would be pretty like ridiculous. But uh, that'd be nasty. Where do you think he lands? I think Colorado. I Colorado think that's what he seems, wanted yeah. to go. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but uh, also the Kings, right? So there, no, there is. Who was it? Fuck. Caps, maybe. Uh, not the Cavs. There is know. one team that I think is um, is kind of sneaky in this. Preds. Oh, the Preds would be cool. Yeah. Um, one team, and also by the way, Giroux played for Peter Laviolette, who is the Capitals' head coach right now. When Lavi was here, um, before he was 
fired for, sure. for Craig Berube in uh, 2013, I think, 14, whatever. Um, one team to keep an eye on is the Rangers. Um, if Saru is willing to go there and if the Flyers are willing to make a trade with their rival, the Rangers have the best combination of draft picks, young players, and prospects that they can send back to the Flyers um, if the Flyers want to rebuild on the fly. So it, it'll suck. It'll be similar to the Lindros thing. Although Lindros was a, more of like a more comparable to Ben Simmons. Oops. Um, ah, more comparable is. to that situation than a Giroux situation, but I'd hate to watch Giroux chase a cup on a team I hate. Is it almost like a Simmons to Brooklyn within the division kind of thing? New York, Philly, so it, it, deals it, with the devil? Different circumstances, but yes. Um, it's more along the lines of... Because uh, he's not like forcing his way out, it's hard to compare it to another situation. Yeah, but I'm saying like within uh, yeah. within like a division, you know. It's more of like a JT Realmuto to the Phillies thing, where you trade him from one team in the division that's bad to a team in the division that wants to win, <laughs> because the Marlins were kind of lousy and they made the playoffs before the Phillies did anyway. But um, <laughs> but it's more along those lines. Um, let's just dive right into the MLB. Um, yes, labor talks have finally come to a close. Um, 99 days of a work stoppage, the second longest of its kind in the history of Major League Baseball, the first since the 1994 strike, which actually led to the uh, the World Series being canceled that year. Uh, Jeff Passan tweeted it today at 316 in honor of Stone Cold Steve Austin after his account got <laughs> hacked by some NFT dork who tweeted out pictures of like cartoon like kangaroos Skulls. and stuff. Yeah, dumb. Um, so there are some changes that we know of at the moment. Um, nine inning double letters will return. Do you like that versus the seven inning double headers? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it might suck for you at the airport because the games will end later on a yeah. double header day, but I mean, well, no, if versus, it's a double header game. Well, they usually have, it'll usually be four and seven anyway, versus the seven inning double headers. They just played them straight almost. They took like an hour off between games, but if it's a double header, I'm fine because by the time the games finish, I'm already out the door. Oh, that could be, well be, yeah, that could be the case. Yeah. Um, I kind of like it for history book reasons. I did enjoy how swiftly the seven inning games went, though. It was pretty nice. The only thing that was weird is that um, baseball feels so perfect where nine innings, even if your team doesn't get a hit, your lineup goes through three times, 27 batters, 27 outs. So mm -hmm. that did feel weird in the seven inning thing. It also felt more like Little League at the time. But, hey, don't care. Um, <laughs> they will be using nine inning doubleheaders to make up the four series worth of games that have been postponed at the beginning of the season. Okay. Uh, opening day is more likely than not going to be April 7th. Um, spring training will actually begin in a week or so. Oh, Players fuck. can go down tomorrow into Florida and uh, Arizona. But the, they're going to use 9 inning doubleheaders to make up those games. So they're going to attempt to play a full 162 or close to it. Um, they're not going to do the runner on second base in extra innings anymore, Good. which I despised. I understand games went way too long. I think the best compromise would have been play three innings with the standard rules. And then in the 12th or the 13th inning, just go for broke with the runner on second. Put the base loaded for all I care. Nobody wants to be able to 11 of them, 11 at night watching baseball. What's your take on it? Um, I like it. I don't mind it. Yeah, I did. I did like the seven inning rule. It was pretty swiftly, but work purposes, it would have sucked. And yeah. also it altered all of baseball, like record books and whatnot. So I don't know what's going to happen with this year, this past year or the in previous years when they had that seven inning rule. And the two in the extra innings, two men on base. Do they put an asterisk in the record books? Like, you know, it's just it's weird. Don't mess with the optics of baseball in the traditional sense of that. I but, agree. You know, if the batter remember they made a rule earlier, like years ago, batter box, you have like a certain 
time limit to get in the batter's box you have to, and be yeah, ready? Yeah, I was just talking about this with somebody at work. You actually have to keep your foot in the box if you don't swing the pitch. Same thing um, with the pitcher. So just the speeding up the game, which I'm cool with. I'm fine with all that. The warm-ups with the bullpen and the – yeah. Like, speed that up. You get a minute 45 at the beginning of every inning. Um, what else? And in between pitches, like, let's go. Come on. Yeah. The, um, know your so count. Know your catcher's signal, and let's yeah. go. Um, I do I, – I I hope they stay with real signs. They don't do that bracelet thing that Vanderbilt does. Um, we talked about that a few weeks ago, I believe, where the players are wearing the bracelets in college baseball to kind of cut back on sign, sign stealing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, ridiculous. But um, so That's more thing, sport, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So there's a 45 day window to uh, which will open, I think, immediately, uh, where the league can kind of decide on some changes. So the pitch clock, banning shifts, and using larger bases could begin as soon as next year. Uh, the National League could adopt the, uh, the designated hitter. Which uh, anybody out there interested in some trivia? Kendall Graveman is the answer to the question of who was the final pitcher to have an at bat in a major league baseball game. <laughs> in the pitcher spot. Um, It'll be on Jeopardy. They're going to have a draft lottery, which will, I believe, make up the first six picks in the draft. Uh, this will discourage tanking. Teams will also be compensated with draft picks if they don't manipulate the service time rules. So remember what we talked about with Chris Bryant? They didn't um, change that? So they they are likely going to change. This is one of the things they might do. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, there's going to be an international draft as well, which will benefit teams in smaller markets. So teams like the Rays and Marlins are even going to be even better now. Uh, a lot of those teams were, you know, were kind of capped out with money because you can only spend a certain amount of money on international players. Um, so international amateur players can be drafted now. Uh, there's also going to be limits on how many times a player can be optioned to the minor leagues in a single season. Now, uh, are you familiar with the optioning rules? No. So upon being drafted, you, by the time you're put on the major league 40 man roster, you have three options in your mm -hmm. contract. Yeah. Option refers to when you're called up to the major leagues, you can be optioned down to the minor leagues. Um, one, one option is used per season. So if I have three major league options, I make my debut this year. Yeah. I get optioned down to AAA. I still have two left on the contract. Teams could call me up as many times as they wanted within this season. And it would only still just be one option, but there was no limit on how many times. So I can get called up every single day for the rest of the season. And there was no penalty. Now it's going to be uh, five times a season. So when the Phillies call up like Luke Williams or whatever this year, they can only call him up five times before the fifth time they have to put him on waivers if they want to send him back down to the minor. So not bad. So it, it it does free guys from teams that are kind of using you in like that limbo role. Um, yeah. Some financial agreements. Okay. Minimum salary for players with three years of service time jumps from 570000 to 700000 at least, which will grow to seven hundred eighty dollars uh, within a few years. Okay. Um, every team will also have a $50 million bonus pool, which will be distributed to players who do not have three years of service time. So they are not eligible for arbitration. So um, uh, who's a good example of this on the Phillies? I can't. Uh, Luke Williams is a good one. Uh, Nick Maton, guys that were caught up and haven't played a full three years yet, uh -huh. who can't get to arbitration. So those guys are eligible for uh, some of this bonus money, which is kind of cool. I like it. I mean, hey, I'm glad that they make some kind of like agreement. I mean, of course, there's some other things they need to change for sure. But uh, I like it. And those are all proposed possible changes coming up as well. So fingers crossed baseball gets it right. And I was jokingly, I was joking the other day with you during the text in our group chat that all of these sports news has broken. And this is a clear indication why baseball should just die. Rest in peace, because we're just getting all these news all in real time, all in one after another. But uh 
to see baseball back is nice. And uh, yeah. we'll see how the ratings are on TV. And I'm sure in person, especially in the larger markets, it will be great. I'm worried oh, about yeah. the smaller markets, if they'll uh, g- generate revenue. But uh, it's good to see baseball back. But it's all at the end of the day, it's all about money and ratings. I have um, a random... Uh-oh. Um, anybody out there in the supplement world? Okay. Um, a brand may have just came back into came back to life. Sparta Nutrition, who was a brand a couple of years ago that we relied on heavily at GNC, they died in 2019. I believe they're coming back. I just got a text message about it. So uh, fun times. Oh, shoot. More breaking news for a day full of news. <laughs> March hey. 10, 2022 will be a day that lives in the opposite infamy. of infamy. Infamy. <laughs> so, hey, man, do you have that Sparta? Actually, we do. Dude, it's, I, back. it's the best brand I've ever tasted. Um, really? I did, without doubt. Um, cinnamon cereal, apple cinnamon cereal, fruity cereal, bunch of cool stuff. Um, sorry, not to get sidetracked. It's all good. <laughs> bunch going on today. Oh, dude, it's just um, so we're half players, an hour away. Yeah, so players can report as of tomorrow. Free agency will resume as early as tonight. So uh, some big names out there, Trevor Stewart, Carlos Correa still out there. Um, I, I read Passon's article. I forget some of the other guys on there. Kershaw still a free agent. Uh, big names <laughs> still out there. Carlson. So, Carlson. Yeah, well, he's working at, uh, what was, what's the, uh, Canes, right? Yeah. I think it was Carlson Jr. Or Canes, whatever. So they canceled the first four days series of the season. But they'll make it up, so. Um, yeah. For the most part. I like it. Not bad. All right. Um, James Harden. The Beard. Ladies and gentlemen, and beard. I'll eat my words. I'm glad Harden's on this team. Uh, we have a starting five alert: Maxi, oh. Harden, Thibel, Harris, and Bead. So nothing out of the ordinary. Wait, say that again. Uh, Maxi and Harden, Thibel, Harris, and Bead. I would, I would presume Thibel on Irving, or do you get Thibel on? No, no, Thibel on Irving, Harris on KD, Drummond on. Embiid, Beard, Curry, right? I'm, I'm off. Probably. Something, something's off. I'm sorry. I'm reading a little bit more information from Jason Stark regarding the MLBC. There's so much coming out. Dude. Um, so, I mean, Embiid <laughs> will have, um, I would Drummond. imagine, Aldridge. Or, yeah, Drummond. Uh, so, actually, here you go. Curry, Brown, Durant, Drummond. Um, that's only four guys. Um <laughs> Oh, Irving, Curry, Brown, Durant, uh, Drummond. So I'm, I'm guessing Maxi will be on Irving. Hey, um, no, no, uh, Brown, thi- Brown and Maxi. So you think Harden will be on Irving? Mm. Maxi's a better defender. I think you'll see Thibault will probably draw Durant. Tobias will probably be on Bruce Brown, and then I think Embiid. Well, Embiid and Drummond, obviously. Um, Harris and Brown. I could see. Harden and Curry. Well, I don't know he's not chasing Curry around. The, yeah, it, you might be right. I think it's Harden and Kyrie. Maxi will be chasing Curry around screens. Uh, Philly's just tweeted, "Ring the bell." Who's ringing the bell? I, I'm. It's I hope so... it's. I hope it's that the dude from the funeral picture. <laughs> I would have got him easy. Easy. Um, um, all right, Harden's impact. I mean, I, this was like what two weeks ago. The honeymoon phase. I think we're actually, past the honeymoon phase. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just one more note here as, it, as it's up? coming. It's actually coming out in real time. So Jason Stark just tweeted uh, some details emerging on how the expanded playoffs will work. So 12 playoff teams per league in uh, Major League Baseball now. Oh. There will be a wild card series. Uh, there's no more game 163 tiebreakers. So if you're tied in the standings, no tiebreaker game. Right. Um, the, the first 
seed will get a buy technically, and they will play the winner of a four versus five wildcard series. And then three versus six will play wildcard series as well. So it seems like there's going to be two wildcard series and then one and two get a buy. Best of three or best of five? I have no clue. It's just coming mm. out in real time. Uh, okay. Stark is tweeting as it comes out. Uh, Jeff Passon is sleeping. Looks like three games. Uh, I'm sorry. It's just all over the place. Jeff Passon is sleeping. Or maybe he got hacked again. Um, Could be. Yeah. Harden's impacted. Uh, they've been undefeated thus far. We'll see how tonight goes with the beard, but they've been undefeated with him. They lost that Miami game when he traveled with the team to Miami, but he did not play. He had I guess, hammy injury or whatever, and they look like garbage without him. Um, that defense, though, uh, let me just go through the notes from our timeline since last time. Yeah. Harden's sensational debut against the Timberwolves was masterclass. It Couldn't was, have gone better. I was at Chickies and Pete's. I was Ooh. probably loaded with, like, <laughs> drinks beyond my wildest imagination and just seeing the pick and roll, the step back from Embiid, step back from Maxi was great. Oh, my God. Harden, Embiid, Embiid learning that on two days notice. I mean, it was... Chef kiss, beautiful, sensational, as I wrote here. Then, as you uh, coined the phrase, Harden in the Garden. Beat the piss out of the Knicks two games in a row. That was money. I like that. Two games in a row, because his home debut was against the Knicks, I believe. That was beautiful. Uh, The Cavs had their number. I'm not going to lie. The Cavs had the Sixers number practically the entire game, and then the fourth quarter happened. Felt like a loss, but this is a different Sixers team than we're used to, so it felt like a win. But there was... Not even that. This is a big win. This is probably the most important win that the Sixers got. Yeah, I, I this agree. is a top-seeded team, top-five-seeded team. It's a young team, and it shows adversity. It's not going to be a blowout control pace in the playoffs. You're going to have some battles, mm-hmm. and this is what are you made of in the fourth quarter. And luckily, they were at home, so a little yeah. bit of juice. But And for what it's worth, they got 30 points from the bench that night as well. 17 exactly. from Niang, 11 from Shake, and two from Paul Millsap's corpse. Uh, Danny Green was doing cardio that night. He almost had a, uh, another one of the Tony Snell games where he uh, <laughs> ran around for 15 minutes. He had no points, but he did have a rebound. Corkmaz had the uh, the DG game, one three-point attempt. He, I think he might have been hurt. He, he looks lost, Corkmaz. He looks like he does not fit on this team at yeah. all. Niang is the biggest beneficiary, I think, from Harden so far. Uh, at the, uh, and that's the thing. Yeah, to get better on the core, you need to have minutes. But the thing is, Niang's getting all those minutes, rightfully so, because he's been playing. Yeah, great, and he's been inserted in the starting lineup and do, yeah. does well as well. Um, we we kind of have to talk about the Miami game, but I, I am fine with not acknowledging it as part of this, you know, cluster of games. Um, of, of course, yeah, but it's yeah. something that it's a t- it's the number one seed. Yeah. How did you fare against the number one seed? Granted, so, say if someone was hurt or whatever, yeah. and you saw how the defense lined up against and beating that was scary. Yeah, this really showed the lack of depth. Yeah, there's no depth on this team when one of the big guys is out. Um, They can withstand Harris being out. They can withstand maybe even Maxi being out, but Embiid or Harden being out is a bad formula. He was 4 for 15, 0 from 6 for three-pointers. Butler had a decent game. Adebayo did nothing, but they still beat the Sixers by 17, albeit Sixers were in this game until the fourth quarter where they were outscored by 12 points. They were down 5 heading into the fourth. Mm -hmm. They were in this game. And they really didn't get torched too much by the Duncan Robinsons of the world, but you know Tyler Hero went off. So did uh, the 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 one Martin twin that's on the heat, Caleb Martin. Um, and just and just like the Cavs uh, game that they won, but it felt like a loss. Yeah, this felt like a win for me. 
Because, it kind of balanced that. I, I agree. Because you get a loss yeah. in this string of wins with Harden, but there's no Harden. But what happens when Harden's on the court and what happens when Bam actually does something on the yeah. court? Let's see how these two mesh at full strength. And, and I don't want it to be a cop-out because none of these games are going to be, you know, every game matters right now. But I do yeah. consider this, you know, one of the quote-unquote schedule losses where it's just by nature of what happens in the schedule. You're, you you will lose these. One of the guys was going to sit. And yeah. Bede May as well, he should have just sat this game, honestly. They were going to lose. This, oh, is yeah. a, this is a schedule loss. And they stayed in Miami for the night. And they Harden did. took, um, who did he take? He took Niang and, um, and, and Maxi. Yeah, Thibel out to a, uh, uh, not a, it was a, it turns out it was a really nice steakhouse. Not a uh, strip club. Sure. And then they beat the pretender Bulls, who I honestly don't think are very good. I think they're going to get swept in the first round. If I'm not mistaken, at one point, we did talk about this. There was a string of games where it was of, of importance. Yeah. The Sixers, let's see what this team is made of. Because we didn't know the status of Ben Simmons. We had no idea what this team looked like, really. Against, I believe, the Bucks, Chicago, and some other team. It was in a string of games i don't know if you recall but it was like three or four games in a row i actually have the schedule up here um, and the bulls were like the top team they had to beat the bulls twice i believe boston and they went and swept that series um let me take a quick look uh, was this when they played the bulls on that sunday um sure, i think it was they played the bulls in chicago at one point well they played them uh, both they played them here and then within a few days they went to chicago and beat them still it was so in that they, series, in that week series. I was like, this is what we're made of here. If they can the, win. I, I have on the schedule when they beat Portland, Chicago, Detroit. and it's, Oh, it was. Here you go. November 3rd, November 6th, they beat Chicago here, and then they beat them there. Um, they beat Portland at home on the That's first. That's what it was, Portland. So they, so they beat Detroit in, in order. They beat Detroit, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta. Portland, Portland, Chicago, Detroit, Chicago. So that Atlanta game was a Saturday night. Yes. That was the ESPN game where Embiid pumped his fist, I believe. Yeah. Or no, it was actually um that wasn't the ESPN game. The ESPN game was in December because my Christmas tree was up. Nevertheless, this um, is the, that's the series that I'm talking about. That's yeah. that week of events. That was like a week and a half of the just make games. or break yeah. season for the Sixers, and they passed with flying colors. And I believe on the yeah. podcast, we didn't really were confident. We we're like at best come out of this with 500. They blew our expectations out of the water. And in fairness, they kind of had a similar stretch this past week, a couple weeks ago, actually, um, when they had Cleveland, Boston, Milwaukee, Minnesota, then two against New York. And then yeah. th- basically the stretch right here, they lost to Boston. Um, what a disaster that was. And we, we did briefly talk about it, I think. Yeah. But they beat Cleveland at home. This is before the Harden trade. So this is a different Cleveland game. I think yeah. that was when Maxi had 30, I think. Maxi went off. Uh, beat no, and beat at 40. And beat at 40, 14, and 10. <laughs> Um, that's when we realized, hey, Harden's just gonna, <laughs> he's just gonna unlock this guy. They beat Milwaukee on the road in probably the biggest win. Yes, um, statement I think, win. Uh, yeah, that that uh, that game was enormous. It was. This team is, and that was before Harden. Obviously, it was masterclass. This team has been impressing me every time they're out there. Maxi, especially, um, to continue on on the bullet points. Tobias Harris, ever since Harden's arrival, has been virtually MIA. And we talked about it through our text uh, threads that it feels like, especially that one Knicks game, I believe, or maybe both Knicks game, that they were forcing the ball to get him in in a rhythm. Yeah. And it cost the team basically because like, like we talked about prior to Harden getting here, there's not enough ball for everyone to get touches and get their points. Maxi needs the ball in his hands. He's the point guard, right? Yep. Obviously Harden can be the point guard and can distribute. 
Joel Embiid needs his touches, obviously get his 30-plus double-double. Tobias Harris, a big three. He needs his touches as well. So not enough time for everyone to get their touches. But uh, Yeah, Tobias definitely got man out with this grouping. He struggled the most. I'm interested to see what it'll look like when Harden, because we haven't really seen a ton of it. We might get to see a little bit tonight. Yeah, I want to see what it looks like when they have Shake, Harden, Niang, Embiid, and then I don't know who else, Danny Green maybe on the floor, where there's no Tobias and no Maxi, but they have Shake out there and they have Niang out there and Embiid, because I think Embiid in, on the block and then four guys around him is the best iteration of this team. Now that Simmons is gone, obviously when Simmons was here, the best version of this team when he was on the floor was Ben and then four shooters, yeah. which they went on the fake 18-game winning streak where they beat a bunch of bad teams in 2018. That's kind of what they did. And I think Embiid, kind of the same thing. And Harden is so good at distributing that I think he can make that work. Um, to, on the flip side of uh, Tobias Harris basically missing an action thus far. And who knows? Tonight could be his breakout game all of a sudden. Yeah. Which would be awesome. I mean, nobody on the Nets plays defense, so he may as well feed him the ball. Yeah, right. Um, who benefited the most since Harden's arrival? Embiid, Maxi, or the bench? I think Maxi. Uh, Maxi, not, not only because it opens the floor up for him. So I, I, think, I think it's a combination of, I think it's about 38% Maxi, maybe like 28% Embiid, and then whatever the remaining amount is, the bench. <laughs> because I think Niang has benefited a, a lot. Danny Green will, if he gets his legs back under him. Korkmaz should, in theory. Speaking Isaiah shit. Joe, if, if, if Isaiah Joe ever sees the floor or if if Paul she Reed. gets enough minutes, those guys should benefit. Um, yeah. I think honestly, Glenn Rivers benefits a little bit too because now more pressure is on Harden and Bead than there is on him. And if they lose, it'll be the narrative will be Harden and Bead, not him. Um, but I think Maxi generally, not just because it does open the floor up for him, he can play off ball a little bit, he can play on ball with a mm-hmm. you know spot up shooter, he can run out in transition. He's going to learn as well. And I know this sounds so cliche. He's going to learn from one of the best. I already saw him hit the step back a couple in, of games uh, ago. In the first game. Oh, my God. Minnesota. And he's he's so – I think he benefits a little bit from that. Um, like not Brett Brown, not Glenn Rivers type of coaching where it's like, hey, do your best, man. It's more hard. And it's just like, hey, you, you want to play too? We got four guys on the floor, and then you're just kind of hanging out. You want to come score? You want to do your cardio? And I think that benefited him. He put up 20 in the second half that game. So, And that's coming from someone who's been on multiple teams. He's yeah. gotten far and deep in the playoffs, probably consecutive years, and has gotten close and only made but one finals appearance. And that's with OKC, and he wants to get back there. So he's just as, as hungry as the other guys. But he knows what it takes to make it to the playoffs, be a top seed team, and go through the grind. Absolutely. Night in and night out, especially when you had your second-best player in Chris Paul playing with one yeah. leg and you were up on Golden State. And they State. still almost beat the Warriors, if not exactly. for the worst shooting game in NBA history. Now, so one I, thing I'm very excited to see, yeah. and I, I'm excited for him and I'm excited for us to see it, yeah. Maxi has never really played as a focal point in a big situation. So, obviously, in the Hawks series, he was relied on more and more as the series went on, but he was basically center block tied to the bench first couple games. But you remember March Madness got canceled the year he, before he got his only year in college, which is why he got drafted. Because if, if he had a chance to show out in March, there's no way he drops to 21 last year. Didn't really get a full chance to play. He's going to be one of the main three guys on this team in the playoffs against some stiff competition. So I'm excited to see what he does. And he seems like a kind of guy that'll just rise up to the moment. Cause you remember he won game six for them last year. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I think it's also learning on the job. Mm-hmm. Like coming into the season, we didn't know if when will Ben will come back. 
And we didn't know what to expect from Maxi either. Exactly. It was just a right, trial by error. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. And if anything, shake is there or you pick somebody up off the waivers, free agency, or do something in the trade. Yeah. Like a, like a Dame Dollar. It was basically rumored to come here until he papooed it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. Maxi definitely benefited the most. I also think the bench, because Embiid was great before yeah. Harden. He just now Embiid, elevated more. Embiid does have more space to operate. Like he said, he's never seen the ball with that many open looks before in that uh, the second Knicks game. Exactly. Which is fair. But I think you're right. And then also the bench has, because now you have someone who can shoot and takes pressure off of you. So if I'm coming off the bench to be, you know, a shooter, I can obviously got to catch yeah. and shoot, do my part. But also, yeah. if I'm not open, my point guard in Harden or shooting guard can't take the shot or yeah, you're a distributor. Um, did you hear what Niang said? About trash talking? Well, that too. He, he said he's he's got trash talk ready for Ben 10. He but said no. he, it, Harden just makes the game so easy for guys like him because he can just wait there for the ball and the ball gets to him and Harden just opens the floor up. Isaiah Joe said the same thing. Like, all you all you have to do is just knock down the shot. You're not asked to do anything out of the ordinary. Harden yeah. just makes the plays for you and gets the looks for you is what Niang basically said. My and, only And he's a good spot-up shooter. What's up? My only concern now is that I don't want it to be like a LeBron on whatever team LeBron's on or uh, Golden State where mm-hmm. the supporting cast, if they're not really having a good night or they're not really fighting hard to get open looks, that they can be coast back and like, all right, yeah. my, guy will, my guy will take care of it. And then what if Harden and Embiid have an off night where it's not going down? Yeah. It's relying on you. Can someone step up and win the game Exactly. For I am a little concerned about... Um, I, so I think Harden will not be asked to do as much as he did in Houston, but... He, um, you know, he's still going to have to do a lot. Oh yeah. But the fact sure. is, the, the supporting cast may, maybe the team's not built around him the same way it would have been in Houston as it was in Houston. But I think he's got to. It's not going to be asked to do as much. I feel like it's a younger core too, and they're and they're everyone's pretty cool with each other on on the team. Paul Millsap looks like feels uh, like the odd man out, but we'll see how he does on this playoff, especially tonight as well. He's facing his former team as well. Uh, Seth Curry 50. as well. Uh, 51 minutes ago, Jeff Passan, owners have ratified the new collective bargaining agreement. A source tells ESPN, baseball is officially back. So f- baseball is now officially back. Uh, also, Chris Bryant's a free agent. Fuck. Um, and so is Kyle Schwarber. We forgot about those guys. Um, not, not about Chris Bryant, but fuck. Now work has um, to be more chaotic than it already is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Curry, revenge game. He's on the parlay tonight. Drummond, revenge game. He's not. Um uh, last name before we can yes. get into Ben 10 and before we sign off because the yes. game's starting soon. So we got 10 most pressure, most, most More pressure to win this year for the Sixers. Embiid, Harden, or Glenn Rivers if, for whatever reason, it doesn't go the way it goes. If they don't even make the finals. So I'm going to say if... So the only one in danger of losing his job is Rivers. I yeah. think there's more pressure on Harden than anybody, though. What do you think? So I understand this is a bead city. I still think it's Harden. Because he's had all the playoff woes. I think it's one, two, Rivers, Harden. You have Harden one, Rivers two. I have it the opposite. I honestly think it's Harden and B, then Rivers. Because I don't don't think there's any pressure. There is pressure on Glenn Rivers, but it's not going to... If they win, it's not going to be because of him. And if they lose, it probably won't be because of him. It depends on... Like, he bows out in the playoffs. The the only team that he does well is with the Celtics. Yeah. And and granted, you had a Hall of Fame three-point like sniper in Ray Allen. Yeah. 
and you had Rondo who was a pesky on defense and KG was aggressive. And then obviously the truth can do those clutch shots. Oh man, we have a full house in the house. Oh, oh man. I, and I, and I hear they're, they're ready for the game. No, I hear little kids too. So this room is, would, would have gotten flooded already. If the door Crazy. The dogs out. haven't barked the entire episode. <laughs> you just cursed it. All right. Quick hits. I mean, we can just right. skip the W's ben and L's. Probably. So, so we'll, we'll I'll power through them because I got some funny ones. But the yeah. um, Ben Ten, real quick. Yes. Uh, anybody that follows on this Instagram, uh, you want to just run through what we basically posted. I got them up right now. Um, so I just want to announce I will probably start saying his name again, Ben Simmons. Yeah. Um, because it is now in conjunction with us. Also now putting our faces back on the covers for the episodes because baseball is back, so we don't have to use the silhouettes anymore. Fair Halloween is so gone. Two birds with one stone. Um. Got a handful of votes on these. Yes. Uh, will Ben Simmons? Oh, I'm sorry. So Ben Simmons will not play in tonight's game, but will be on the bench with Brooklyn. Will he stay for the entire game? 48% says, I'm sorry, 40% said yes. 60% said no. What do you think? Uh, I say he'll stay for the rest of the game. I think so too. Yeah. Um, how many times will the infamous game seven pass that layup be shown on or before tonight's broadcast? Um, two times or fewer or three or more times? I think uh, two times or fewer. What did the people say? I hundred uh, percent say three or more. I agree with that. <laughs> uh, will Ben wear a hood to hide his face from Sixers fans while on the bench tonight? Um, I, so the options were yes, no. And the third option was no hood, but a mask. So they all received equal part votes, 33% each. I would say no hood, but mask, but I would love okay. to see him in a hoodie and just have the hood up. I think he'll have <laughs> um, over or under one and a half earrings. Both. Oh, one. You think it just goes with one? No, he goes with both. I think it was a two. Um, uh, this one's a little bit. I have I have a second level thought on this one. I, I, which player will be the which Sixers player or coach is most likely to dap up BS during or after tonight's game? Because I don't think anybody will do it before. So who will shake his hand after the Sixers win? Maxi. So I my personal thought is either Danny Green or Dave Yeager. Yeager because he's got the stuff going on out, off the floor. So maybe Simmons will go over. Hey man, how you feeling? Danny Green has kind of defended him, so I think it'll be Danny Green. No, nah, it could be Thibel though, because Thibel has also got the Australia connection. True. Um, no, but I think Danny Green won because I showed that clip. Yeah. Was it two weeks ago that Danny Green said he'd be surprised, and he says he True. doesn't even think that anybody would dap him up. I hope I, nobody does. I say Maxi because of clutch sports. I guess they have that connection. That could be true, yeah. And you know, and it's like, hey man, thanks for like fucking up because now i'm starting yeah. <laughs> reportedly clutch sports tried to buy out all the seats behind the brooklyn bench tonight either to plant fans there to help with this grievance thing or to prevent fans from beating the piss out of them um well it's like 5k a seat down there yeah. as well so uh will joel and b get a technical foul tonight 1000 percent, 100 yes on that one on instagram <laughs> i think uh, he's more likely to get one than anybody um and i think it's going to be with him and durant could be. Because they like to jaw at each other, so they both will get tapped. I wouldn't be shocked if Harden gets into it with somebody, too. With Irving. It's going to be a weird one. Or Embiid and Drummond. They love each other, but they also don't like each other. <laughs> hey, man, that infamous picture when when uh, Drummond oh, got with- signed and they did that fake hug and you see Embiid's like, what the fuck is he yeah. doing here? Uh, how many F-word Ben Simmons chance will there be tonight? Three a or million. more or two or less? I think three or more. Three is way we- too low. <laughs> do you think we get a thanks for Harden chant? Yeah, one. All right, so three or more was the uh, the winner on Instagram. Um, in addition, um, my uh, last question: Who do you think rings the bell? It's got to be Big Fenty. You think is that his name? I believe that is Big Fenty. Big Fenty. I think his name is. It's got to be him. I hope it is. There was a um, there was a a petition making the rounds on the internet 
change.org to get him to do it. Um, I'm, I have Sixers notifications on on Twitter. Uh, so if they tweet out who rings the bell, I'd be thrilled to see it. Harden, by the way, is one three-pointer away from, I think, breaking. breaking. The, uh, yeah. Reggie Miller? Um, else? I, I forget who he moving pan might be reggie i think he was in his third someone all-time. said like he's purposely missing threes at their time because yeah. he wants to break it against the nets i was like oh beautiful um dude we're team minus six minutes all right you want to do w's and l's real quick you got anything <laughs> else for me who you got tonight sixers sixers i think it'll be sixers big or nets Ooh. by a little i think the sixers cover that four and a half i think sixers you know cover it Barely cover it. And Harden flirts with a uh, triple-double. MB gets the double-double. Durant triple-double is possible as well. Maxi and Harris, 20-plus points. Um, I'll read you my $10 um, risk-free parlay on FanDuel. Um, so I also have, I have money on a Harden for first bucket. I think it's a three to tie that to break that record. Yo. <laughs> I got MB 30 points, Durant 30 points, Maxi 15, Curry 15, Harden 10 assists, and beat eight rebounds. Uh, I also did a first basket parlay, first of its kind, so it could be. Uh, welcome. All to the I, I have Harden and Clay Thompson hitting first baskets. Uh, it's always it's always Wiggins, dude. Oh, dude, fuck. Clay Thompson's a good pick, though. What's that? What's the odds on that? Like plus eleven hundred, plus fifty one hundred. Would you put five bucks? Four bucks gave me two hundred and ten dollars. Oh, cool! I got three dollars to win eighteen fifty. Um, my parlay for tonight for this game: uh, Irving twenty. KD 25, Harden 20 plus eight assists, Maxi 15, and B30 and eight rebounds. Okay. Uh, to plus 510. Uh, Lamarcus Joyner going to the Jets. Um, Jesus, man. Breaking news as we go. You want to go rapid fire W's and L's? I have one W and one L. There's so many to choose I from. I got three so. W's and four L's. I'll, I'll make it quick, though. I'll, I'll rapid fire mine. Uh, win the Batman movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it, people. It is vengeance. It's awesome. That's a spoiler for you. And save for the end credits if you haven't seen TikTok yet. And then my L, Calvin Ridley. And that's all I'm going to say. So I'm Calvin sure you, Ridley. I'm sure my, you have it on your yeah. L. My first L is the suspension he got. I don't think it's a good look that the NFL is in bed with all these gambling sites. And then they go ahead and suspend him for a year. Um, Art Rooney, the now passed away owner of the uh, the Steelers, was a massive horse racing gambler. John Mara's grandfather, the owner of the Giants, was literally a bookie. And also in the 1958 NFL championship game, there's a rumor that the Colts owner went in on a $1 million bet and had Colts minus three and a half against the Giants, which is why at the end of overtime, they did not kick a field goal to win. They kicked off. They went for a touchdown so they could cover that three and a half. Sports is um, me. My other L's, Fox let Troy Aikman go without even offering him a contract. Nasty. Uh, Jeff Passan got hacked. Jesse Rogers <laughs> tweeted about it as well. Um, Coach K losing his final game at Duke. Oh, that's right. Losing by a lot to North Carolina. Which made it even worse. <laughs> and my favorite L is JJ Reddick getting an ear infection last week on ESPN. Um, this, this is the story I didn't tell you about. So JJ Reddick couldn't hear his ear because his one earpiece was in. And so when they do these games, oh. they have one ear not in and one ear out. Yeah. He couldn't hear because the fans were so loud because it was Harden's debut. And it was his first came to uh, TV. The, the camera guy handed him an antibacterial wipe to put in his ear. So he shoved a wipe in his ear and he got an ear infection halfway through the first quarter. Um, <clears throat> my three W's ESPN, uh, okay. not even just bringing in Troy Aikman, but also bringing in Mad Dog for Wednesdays. Mad Dog Chris Russo yeah. with Stephen A. Smith is the greatest thing I've ever done. It is class. Um, 
Um, Aikman going to ESPN is a fantastic get. And then my, uh, my other W is um, MLB The Show, the video game. New announcers, they got rid of Matt Vescursion. They brought in Boot oh, Shambi and Chris Singleton, who are both fantastic. I like it. I'm excited stuff. too. I love Boot's a great announcer. He does uh, college basketball. He actually was doing the announcing the night Mahomes and his, uh, his fiance were in the front row doing the thing. You could actually see him in the background talking, which is always weird. You mentioned that. And then I had to go back and look at the video and he, in real time. Yeah. He was talking about it's it. It's awfully weird when they're doing commentary and you can see the announcer in the background doing the commentary. And it's not only that, but it's weird that he wasn't like looking at them. He was looking at a monitor, mm-hmm. looking at them when he's in the when background. Five it feet away. <laughs> five, it you think he was texting his mom. Hey, I'm on TV. It would have thrown me off as I'm watching the monitor, seeing the people that are like literally two feet, five feet in front of me. But I, then I also see myself talking about myself in a way yeah. on TV. It's just weird. It's uh, a inception kind of thing. All right. So we already picked winners. Can you give me a score for tonight? Dude, 130, 127 uh, Sixers. I'm going to go 121-107. And it, and it just misses the the total. I think the total is like 236. Oh, is it? So oh, no, I, made it. I'm at 120, 107, 121, 107 brings it to a 228. So I guess I'm close. I, I hit the over actually. I'm an idiot. All right. Um, um, I'm on <laughs> Xfinity. I don't see anything TNT. I'm stressed. Oh, uh, no way. There's no shot, dude. There's, oh, I never, I see it. You got it. It should be eight, uh, 825. I think it's Xfinity. For whatever reason, God's plan, I guess is a Shaq show is on. I don't know, but it's on, baby. Let's roll. Seven thirty is official. I'm, uh, I'm so Simmons has obviously been booed. Um, I'm gonna see if I can find out who the bell ringer is real quick before we sign off. Uh, oh, it's po- so it's possible it could be Jason Kelsey. Um, somebody suggested the guy that's trying to teach Simmons how to shoot in the crowd. Oh, that would have been. Epic. Uh, but I honestly think it should be the guy that um, Embiid. Yeah, well, it should be the it should be a B. It right, should be the coverage started. Guy. First shot is James Harden taking warm up shots. Oh, uh, right Simmons now. was on the floor for warm ups tonight. Uh, got booed heavily. He also got heckled leaving the uh, the coffee shop. I think near the hotel. Um, oh yeah, he did four seasons. Uh, so, any last thoughts before we uh, sign oh, off? They're showing it, Ben Simmons. Sixers next. So it's probably not gonna start for another like 10 minutes, but we got the pot in in time. Yes. Time to go order some food. I barring a the opposite of a miracle, I'm off tomorrow for the first time. I've been off for a Friday since like December. Yeah. Can't wait. Oh dude, same. I'm I'm happy for you. You got your schedule back. Yeah. For the time being. Hopefully for permanent reasons. Yeah, hopefully. And uh dude. Sixers Nets tonight. Let's go. Oh, Thanks, man. everybody, for listening to episode 45, the Pedro Martinez episode. Of all random things. <laughs> Jeff Passing attack. Pedro, MLB's back. <laughs> Jeff Passen tweeting about NFTs is the funniest thing that happened today. And you uh, probably had his notifications on. That and coffee you know, is, is just going, on? going all through my veins right now, dude. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. We might as well do a post-game pod. I'm down. Let's go. All right, Are guys. You, What's yeah. up? I'm on. Yeah, I'm off. Oh, I'm off tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tonight if we're not too yeah. hammered. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Oh, All yeah. Right, man. I got two six packs in the fridge. I'm ready to go. Let's go. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for uh, listening. Yeah, thank you uh, for supporting the pod as well. Uh, we're back. We had a one week off. We're Did you back, stop baby. at 44? We didn't stop at 44. <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's go, Sixers.